0: Once again, got another music retrospect, courtesy of your host, Sully, and as suggested by his first time guest, Mike Irizzari of What's On Joel Mine.
1: How are you? I'm not bad. How about yourself? Oh, well, we're we're sneaking through, Sully. It's a a long day at work without a whole lot to do. So Oh so, shit. Right. <laughs> One of those kind of days. One of I, get, those. I mean I get paid the same, so I guess I'd rather do less than do more. Yeah, well, fair enough <laughs> as long as it clears right as
0: long right. as it doesn't become too much trouble regardless of whatever raise <laughs> uh i was someone in a company card uh left uh had, clearly had a dog in the car because i noticed there was dog shit in the back of the seat and i was like well <laughs> awesome uh you know i i have crisis averted. I reported it, so no one can blame me for the mess. But if it gets to where you know, regardless of the pay raise, where I get blamed for shit I didn't do, then that we're we're gonna have a discussion. Probably a very very patient two week (laughs) note. Oh man, it's amazing how some people are so atypical. Kind of like tonight's topic. Uh, Tonight's topic happens to be David Burns, one and only Talking Heads. All right. And best known for being a mixture of melodic guitar pop, world beat explorations, art
1: funk, and uh, R and B type groups. Uh, they... Right, I'm 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 pretty new to them overall. I can't say that I've got a super deep knowledge of the band. I, they're just kind of I I am a person of really strange and diverse musical tastes, and that's just where I've drifted now.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i mean i saw stop making sense the concert film and i it just always loved their various radio hits uh my sister could never stand him my dad went and saw one of their concerts i want to say it like a uh, new orleans about three years back they still put on one hell of a show i saw their newest spike lee documentary concert and that was cool um but like you i'm I'm a very casual guy. I'm not just one of those like, oh, you didn't know this? And that is like, I I know enough. <laughs> uh, but so according to AllMusic, uh, which is what I use for pretty much every source on this show, I don't go to just Wikipedia or IMDb. <laughs> uh, same thing with movies. I go to AllMovie. Um, so their drummer was Chris France. Their bassist was Tina Weymouth. And uh, they pretty big in the new york music scene in 74 and then they won a spot following year in 75 opening for the Ramones at the seminal new york punk club cbgb mm-hmm. and keyboardist jerry harrison of the modern lovers group was added to the lineup in 76 and by 77 they were signed to sire records and released their first album and they mainly were beloved for the stripped down rock and roll Aspect as well as Burns geeky over intellectual lyrics and uncomfortable jerky vocals. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. They're just always just total party music. Just very atypical. I, I, I welcome their bizarre, weird style and they, they've been called all kinds of things. Brilliant to pretentious. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that's just David Burn and, and company in a nutshell. <laughs>
1: right. And I think it, it's it's uh, most telling is that they their music doesn't sound old. I mean, they've been around. You know, the stuff's been it around.
0: Really, is that kind of spear abstract? Stuff. Yeah.
1: Like ev- everybody <laughs> decided to start sounding like them. You know the the rumor is that uh, you know even uh, with uh, the recent passing of, of Christine McVie, that even even uh, Fleetwood Mac's rumors was. Uh, driven on the fuel that they you know uh uh, Fleetwood was upset that the talking heads had stolen their some of their thunder so so it it says so they they don't uh, they're not the first band that that people pop into people's head when they're they're talking about uh you know seminal bands you know they're not in that beatles rolling stones class but maybe they should be
0: uh, and this is why i'm glad i invited you on and i'm glad you picked the topic because yeah it is kind of like any subjective art, it is fun seeing kind of the various rivalry and feuds and different how every band ages. Just and yet this is kind of like you say an atypical a counter aging group. Like because kind of like alternative music, some of it from the '90s and 2000s still holds up to today because it's not easy to classify in any genre. And this is a kind of music, you know, it was again already ahead of the curve. If they didn't do it, someone else was going to come up with this something this bizarre and you know. Outrageous, and I kind of, in my mind, just growing up, I always kind of got a Pink Floyd vibe. And now, before anyone shouts me off the stage, oh, they don't sound anything like. I'm like, not saying that. I'm just saying they paint all this unusual imagery, which is just no one wants to talk about, you know. And I, and even using you know documentaries and movies to kind of push their envelope and special brand of oddity you know and right. same thing with David Bowie you know it's like uh, he sounds great in every era but he's different in every song and era so but these guys are so diverse that like you say it's just hard to pin down but then when they finally show up on a music playlist you're just like okay whoa whoa this just took a total turn you know 180 <laughs> in a good way
1: It's, uh, the, I think the best artists, the best bands are the ones that you can't just fit into a category. Yeah. You, it's the one, it, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, what is, uh, what is Ray Charles? Is he a blues guy or a rock guy? Is is Exactly. Or, you
0: know, and what,
1: what is, what, what are, what are, what's Bowie for that matter? Is he hard rock? Is he modern top, rock? Yeah. Is pop, is he, you know, yeah. Just so, I, I, I think, uh, that, that that's truly the, the 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 airs that we're talking about here and then I think talking heads are certainly in that club
0: and it and it happened organically it wasn't you know someone signed them on eventually just cuz they dug their rhythm it wasn't because they had to ask to appeal to a certain audience they they you know were art school students and then they went and put that into their music you know <laughs>
1: right they were they were good at what they did god forbid yeah they they went into the forbidding zone so so somebody decided hey we should probably make a record with these guys
0: all right we love ourselves so much we love what we do let's do it and just like um john malkovich is all kinds of atypical acting just like uh certain kinds of pizza are not what anyone expects for the mainstream crowd just like uh, any other kind of thing that you know didn't have to invite itself to be part of the crowd you know same kind of deal here they created this whole forbidden zone in their music in their lyrics and everyone and we just tagged along we didn't ask right. to be invited either but we dug what they did they did dug what they did and <laughs> just, it just all matched right. together
1: <laughs> right right it's
0: always so much fun and uh altogether i mean uh I, I i just have rarely seen anyone talk shit about them i really haven't
1: <laughs> oh no you if you can't find something you like out of their catalog then you're just not, you haven't tried very hard
0: yeah or you just don't like older music or just Yeah, uh, I, I I, I
1: <laughs> right i i don't i don't know there's i I've, I've there's plenty of people who claim to oh i don't like older music and and then they accept for this or accept for that it's usually just a blanket excuse for i haven't tried it yet or i haven't found the one that i like yet
0: <laughs> to quote you too i still haven't found what i'm looking for you too is kind of weird that way too or like one minute they're pop and every minute they're kind of yeah
1: well, well there you go i mean they're rock. in that club it's a band that's been around for 40 years not many of them can say that Generational rock.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do see other people. It's kind of like when I, with movies, when I recommend a movie. Oh, is it horror or action? I hate that shit.
1: <laughs> right, yeah.
0: and it's just like, nah. It, it just makes you wonder what kind they were exposed to. You're exposed to contemporary or modern,
1: <laughs> or just a bad movie. Making drawing generalizations off a small sample.
0: Yeah, you had one shitty experience, you know, and, and everyone would do that. Like, I would see pals who were like, I hate sci-fi or action, and they're watching Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park, so I'm like, what the fuck, guys? You know, <laughs> like Star Wars and Jaws, that's pretty sure. sci-fi-ish. Uh, I, my, my mother would always go, I don't like horror. I'm like, oh, but I like Poltergeist or X-Files. I'm like, well, we're kidding here.
1: <laughs> it, Maybe you don't like all of it, but
0: yeah, you don't like all of it. I'm the same way. Everyone assumes because I like action, I must like Fast and Furious. I'm like, eh, that's not it. <laughs> Try again. But no. uh, yeah, music's same deal. It's like I, I would see some of my uncles be like, oh, not really into rock, and like, well, well what kind of rock? You know, yeah, there's you two, and then there's hard rock, like Metallica or Disturbed. Or, right. yeah. I'm not. I'm not getting deep here i'm just you know classify and right it is what it is all
1: Right, we get we get too caught up on the labels and we forget to just like what we like
0: <laughs> absolutely and i do find them all pretty easier to get into it's not like certain albums where you know you got to be in the right mood or probably watch it with someone who was introduced to it back in the day it's not It's not even like um, maybe Van Halen or the Beatles where they got, you know, some acoustic versions or studio sessions in addition to their, you know, special edition album. I mean, it's not it's not meticulous and it's not at the same time lacking in the detail. It's just more of a it's a plentiful maze with plenty to do, you know, it. Right. If we're going to keep if I'm going to keep doing all these over the top metaphors, <laughs> like you can fight the Minotaur, or you can go play laser tag in this other maze. You know, it's, there's so many different tracks with so much going on in each one that but at the same time, it doesn't really overwhelm you is it's a very organized over the topness. And that, that does say a lot because there's so many others where. You do have to be in that exact mood. Like some, not everyone's gonna want to say maybe listen to a, I don't know, a satirical album by someone like Ben Folds, you know, or Mm -hmm. a spoken word artist like Tom Waits, you know, every night. You know, it's just the crowd's gonna vary, regardless of the whatever we're in right now. So I mean, I'm, and I think like you say before, they, they kind of just. Did enough of everything to where they didn't need to be like again. They they cheated the genre label and they then they cheated the whole. Where do you have to place us? It's like well, there's something for everybody. Much like Bowie, <laughs> I can play China Girl as well as you know, uh, just dance. You know, <laughs> just right. tell tell me when and where.
1: <laughs> right,
0: and yeah, I, I've listened to some you know Burns solo stuff and more recent stuff and. I think he just keeps trucking along just because he's just much like they've organically found an audience, he's naturally earned his fandom.
1: Yeah. He, he, he's, he's, uh, he, he knows what his voice is. And it, it's really it, like, it's, that's a, that's a pattern that only he knows. But, uh, a thousand percent.
0: And right. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never, I've never encountered any stuck up fans. It seems like every other fandom has toxicity or shitheads. I'm I've never encountered any music fans who were of uh, talking heads who were just,
1: you know. I mean, I'm out sure there, they're out there. You, know, you never you never you oh, never want Oh yeah, maybe
0: they if on a forum up from,
1: right. Right. let's say I'll, I'll a... under a rock and find you. But I I think <laughs> a, it, it's it's kind of a product of of the band itself. Like they they didn't get caught up in being rock stars. They they were they had work to do right like if we're in if you're not in if if they're not in the in the studio then they're out
0: of scooby-doo got some
1: work to do now (laughs) yeah you know so so i I, like they didn't get caught in the trappings of it They, they you finish a gig you you get back on the bus you go to the next gig and um despite the the critical acclaim i don't think they ever got out of that mentality
0: yeah even when they did uh you know, their solar projects and Harrison, friends and Waymouse case, you know, with their Tom Tom club. Yeah. They, yeah. uh, and I now someone more vigorously might have a backstage story. I have yet to see anything where there's like, I can't stand to be in the room with
1: you or, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't looked real hard for them, but me either. I
0: mean, either. Cause it just didn't invite itself. It was never like the police where you'd hear how, you know, Sting and company couldn't stand each other's ego. I had never saw anything about, yeah, like, what. and, uh, you know, my father and I got uh, teased respectively for liking certain eras of, say, the Doobie Brothers or Van Halen, just because some people are really picky about who's the wingman, who's the guy in charge.
1: <laughs> right.
0: It's just sometimes people, again, like you say, like to Add fuel to the fire or, you know, st- start a flame war and then refuse to put dirt on it and just pat it
1: on. <laughs> right. I, I, if, if the band is full of dramatic types, then the fans are going to be dramatic types. If if, um, if you have a Van Halen situation where everybody starts picking sides with one another, well, that's what the fans are going to do too. And uh, if you keep all that stuff out of the papers, then then they're not. They're just going to go out and enjoy you whatever, wherever you go and whatever you find. So it it's um you brought up the police and they're kind of in between and that I think those guys are OK with one another. They just know that they can't really get together and work long term with one another. Like, And that's OK. That's that's just being mature about it. Right. You're not going to be just absolutely in sync with everybody you work with. But if you can you can work with them occasionally and for short periods. Well, great. Go ahead and do that because you you still like them as people. Yeah, and and, that seems to be the the vibe I catch from them, as as we stand in twenty twenty two. I know it was not always the case, absolutely but, not. Yeah. Anyways, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, I'm glad you picked this topic. You gave me a whole list. I always like to ju- have it around the ju- uh the not the ju- I almost said judge the the guest, and I was like, you know, this was a very easy topic to just kind of lean into. Just kind of just go With the flow, and I feel like that's kind of where they are is just go with the flow,
1: <laughs> right? Right, but well, what else do you have?
0: Uh, all together uh, uh, that's essentially it. I just, uh, uh I thought you had uh, but, but I, no, I'm uh, uh for, for real, uh, I'd rank them in my top 100 somewhere. Uh, where would you rank them on yours? Would they be in your top 10 or top 20? Um, it's Twisting the question with the question. Uh, <laughs> right,
1: that's a tough list to to put together. I, I, the safe call is, is probably 20 just because,
0: oh, okay, so even better because you know. We did yeah, some that, other artists, and I was yeah, like, absolutely. I like them, but I don't know if I'd make them in my top twenty because that means they're my personal playlist, you know, once a month or something. You know, right, <laughs> Probably right. the
1: top one hundred. And, yeah. and truthfully, it's it's for again for me, I'm I'm kind of all over the place as far as as popular music goes. Um, that's not an insult. That's no. just one of those no, no, no. There's there's a lot of bands out there that I I really like a half dozen songs for, or a you know ten songs for. And then I'm kind of lukewarm on the rest of the catalog, and they're certainly past that point to where you know, like I, I would, I, I'm buying albums and things like that, um, which is is tough for me to do in an age of iTunes and just clicking the things you like and 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 getting the songs you like and leaving the ones you don't behind. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, the 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 Talking Heads are certainly in that that I'm buying albums class. Uh, that's just you know you're gonna see
0: their next few remasters but yeah right. like, like you mean right, right. That, that's not the case with every band some are just like eh, you know <laughs> casual yeah. listen or bought two of their cds i'm not gonna buy all 10 or 20 <laughs> right
1: right or there's a couple of tracks here and a couple of tracks there and and you know it's a uh, one of the one that um through the years that i've kept up with because there's always one song on every album that i just that i love Uh, Blues Traveler is that? Oh, you know they had their their heyday in the in the nineties, but and and since then it's it's a little samey. They're still out there. They're still doing new stuff. Uh, but you know those albums are are it's like if you've heard one, you've kind of heard them all. But there's always one song (laughs) that's really good. Every album, there's one song that really kicks ass. So it's it's they're worth keeping track of for that. But that's not a that's really not a top twenty kind of band, right?
0: Yeah, I, I. But you're about like the fifth podcaster who suggested them, so they they've left their mark. But like you say, they they might not because they're often kind of like yes, where they got a lot of songs that are just like six to twelve minutes long. You know, they aren't as exposed. They're not all you know ready to air on the radio waves because <laughs> you know, of the four minute limit for those who don't know or don't listen to radio but and then at the same time some of it kind of blends into the one o- over the other so then it's just a matter of like yeah well yeah. that tune got me grooving and the rest was kind of repetitive you know <laughs> despite and there's no denying their talent so yeah it that's where it gets a little trivial i guess you could say but like you say they we came we saw they came and did and are still, again, you know, doing concerts, doing side projects, doing remixes, doing remasters. And it's pretty all well. It's like you say, it's with merit. It's pretty well earned. And it's not really nothing tacky or tricky to it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think for uh, for their 25th anniversary a few years ago, they did a uh, Blues Traveler did an album of Blues Traveler covers. Oh, nice. which was uh just songs that you know over that you know go you you're out on the road for you know months out of the year and you just you find different ways to do your own songs to keep from going crazy mm-hmm. So they, they picked out some of those that they liked and, and did them in a studio so that, i thought that was a neat idea i thought that was a different wrinkle but while while we're thinking about it
0: that, no, that, no that is a good point because you gotta love yourself you can't do this on autopilot and if it that's where most of them throw in the towel. They're like, this is too much trouble. I hate concerts, or I like concerts, but I hate recording, or I just don't like the whole process, even though I love what I do. You know, I'm a millionaire.
1: <laughs> right, right. Or, you know, the, the, the Billy Joel principle.
0: Yeah. And, and well, who who knows? There might be a behind-the-scenes kind of story where it's like, hey, we, we've tried it this way. we got to do it all different now. And they probably... I think they took enough of a breather to where they just kind of just, they know how to sink it out. They, they like the whole craft of it all as opposed to, you know, I mentioned the police earlier. They, the police infamously reunited in 07, and many fans were distraught in that instance, for example, because, uh, uh, Stuart, Ta- uh, uh, Copeland and, uh, uh, the sting and company fucking hate each other. So <laughs> it's like when it gets to that point where you can't stand to be in the same room, your manager is stuck up or the producer is had it up to here with all your bullshit. <laughs> and just wants right. to get something in the can, you know, it, it, you know, you just got, I think, I,
1: I, think I think in 07 people were still reacting to how those guys felt about one another in 1985.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> And, and not, not how they felt about one another in 2007.
0: And that's true, too. We The internet...
1: They were was... older, they calmed down, they they knew they could put it together and, and do some work together, but it was a finite project. It had an end.
0: It had an end. They were Maybe mature. if it wasn't in sight, but they had an end.
1: They, they were mature enough and, and, uh, and uh, comfortable enough to be able to put that down when they were done with it. So they, that's what they did.
0: Exactly. And I mean you got to call it quits after a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, nothing lasts forever. It's crazy. It's it, we were talking about you 2 a few minutes ago. they 40 odd years of those guys and they they've been best friends since before anybody knew who they were and that that just blows my mind. Like I I'm in my 40s. I've had I mean a couple of friends left since high school who I communicate with regularly and a few others who I talk to semi regularly. And that makes me really weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Really? You know, you're years really, like we're still talking to each other. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it is funny how you do that with certain friends over time. You're like, you know, I haven't kept up with them. Or I like them, but in small doses, or you know, only meet up once a year.
1: You know, it I mean, you just you get to doing different things and you just you you become different people and you'll only, you'll always have that that common ground that you you both sprung out of yeah but.
0: it might even take you 20 years to realize wow what an invaluable friendship we have you know right. <laughs> i never knew how good i had it or how special this person was but yeah then it gets to all other sorts of factors and uh yeah in the 2000s when we were to your earlier point you know finding out what how can you know getting too close to our heroes and it's like yeah not not everyone had reprinted you know other than like maybe on geo certain you know <laughs> fan mail or promos or news articles about what we grew up liking you know we we didn't know if fandom came in different levels than it did you know through you know and forums were still in beginning stages i still find right. occasional ones that are like wow i wish forums were like that now as opposed to now where everyone's you know sharing spam tagging each other
1: or well, just even even forums are too slow right yeah, like forums have gone on the way to the dodo. I I was an admin uh, on some some GI Joe sites and forums.
0: Were you really?
1: Oh yeah, and we're talking two thousand three, two thousand four. Like so, <laughs> yeah. Like by, by the time two thousand eight, two thousand nine are rolling around, I mean Facebook was already ruining them. So
0: yeah, and then we revisit was- some of these old sites, and the admins can like only be reached by like an out of date email. You know, they moved mm-hmm. on with their lives and. i I reach out to casual movie reviewers who i grew up loving and some of them were the nicest people who just got with the times and moved to a different blog and relocated all the stuff into their cloud up there and others are like hey man thanks for the fan mail you know 30 years too late but i moved on (laughs) i'm just gonna pass and then there's other times where yeah it's like whoa
1: (laughs) right right
0: uh but it is funny yeah just different stages different evolution different
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you really have to love something to do it for for little compensation for that long of a time so i i don't uh, i don't i don't begrudge the the webmasters of america for getting out of that game when there was there were other utilities out there willing to do that job for um for for free and take a lot less of your time it's it's much easier to be a a mod in a Facebook group than it is to on a, on a PHP board.
0: It really is wild how (laughs) Facebook has evolved. Um,
1: And I'm not saying it's a great thing. I'm not here to tout the pleasures of Facebook by any means, but from,
0: yeah, no, we were not paid to Facebook's ego. From the
1: standpoint standpoint of somebody who worked as an admin. Oh yeah. No, I was, I, I was not upset when our, our forums slowly got emptied out. (laughs) <laughs> by uh, the on the oncoming onslaught of social media.
0: Yeah, there there's even some groups I've run I have run since like maybe 2015, 2017 and just now they're getting some traffic cuz mm-hmm. fandom comes in different levels. People like stuff but they don't post about it. Now people are going back to stuff we've had a lot of retro stuff with and I think we're just at a standstill. People are now realizing you have options. It's okay to, you know, still one's audience one minute. Let alone factor it all in. People are now doing the whole "I'm quitting Twitter" versus "I'm quitting Instagram." Dill, uh, just like people prefer streaming versus getting a Blu-ray copy. You know, it's just mm. versus DVD versus just cable TV airings. It's just people have tried to out-predict stuff, and then it just got to where you can't predict it. You just got to go with the flow and have
1: fun. Right. You got to ride it out and see where it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you just got to ride that tide and then just say there is no tide. Just have fun.
1: <laughs> right. We've, uh, you know, we've been doing What's on Joe Mine now for it'll be 12 years in April. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's I, right. You I, did
0: post that. Yeah. OK.
1: Yeah, it's, I, it's we of course, we started out in, in 2011. I, I wasn't even part of the original cast. Uh, I was. But you, sub-
0: you might as well be, since kind of like the Daily Show, you came in and people associate you as one of right, the mascots. Right, right. <laughs> I
1: showed. I showed up on episode three, and I was the guest host. Like I would show up sporadically that first few months. Hi everybody, how you doing? And then one of the original hosts left, and I I stepped in and took the spot then. But so, but um, you know, it started out and we we were far more popular at the beginning of the run because. Podcasting was new. Nobody did it.
0: Yeah, it started off as and far especially as 2006. Within- there's even some podcasts where you can't even play their episodes from 2016 to 2019 for whatever reason. It just has a bad playback. That, you just got to yeah. remaster and re upload it.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, so I don't know about your show, but <laughs> there's, there's a few that have rotted in the, the Podbean vault, but for the most part, they're all still there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we 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 were podcasting was new and not many people were listening, but we were also the only one that did GI Joe stuff. So if you yeah were,
0: you were before knowing is half the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So if if you were if you were listening to GI Joe pod if you were looking for a GI Joe podcast to listen to, we were kind of the only one. So if you go back to those early episodes, there's some of them there's fifty and sixty thousand downloads, and it's it's kind of mind blowing because we put. Like we probably put more work into it now for the the two thousand combined viewings we might get between Facebook, YouTube, um, and then still with the the audio runs. Like it's just like if, if we're lucky if we break that two thousand mark on any particular <laughs> episode. So so it's it's certainly it's a, a much more fragmented. If you're not first, uh,
0: you're last. And that right, sometimes you don't know where you are, but you're somewhere in the algorithm.
1: <laughs> right. It's it's weird, and that we've we've spawned so many uh, spin and and imitators that most everybody's heard of us because um, chances are the person that started the show you actually listened to started listening to us.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a really it's a really weird position to be in. Um,
0: yeah but it's whatever. like you we're, earned we're, the bragging rights but you're not here to brag you just did your job which right. was like, g- be the essential connoisseur like of we're, we're, Joe.
1: we're glad we're glad we have a following like i i don't think we would do this if nobody listened right but like we're if not only
0: your here. cousin or parentscape
1: notes right it, 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 that would that that's that turns into home movies and nobody's really interested
0: yeah right. it, but we're, sometimes we're you can't worry about that sometimes you got to be like uh, uh i had will johnson on he's of the down below a babylon 5 podcast he just joked how it was like he got traffic even more like the third year in he'd already done the show like three years prior to that you know gone through the whole run it's like you know it, fandom comes in levels it's almost like people buy a box set but they don't access the special features until like you know a decade later
1: <laughs> right and, um, you know, it's uh, it, we we got to the point where we felt like uh, we were probably a little late making the switch when we when we started doing video. So, <laughs> but we just started doing that in maybe maybe three years ago now. I, I'd have to go back and check the date stamps on that. But. Um, because, I mean, if you have the ability to I mean, let's face it, we're talking about toys and comic books and cartoons. If you can show pictures, that's probably to your benefit. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> once we figured out a way to do that without having to spend hours and hours and hours and hours of editing, um, we we decided to make that jump, and and that's that's just taking it in a whole different direction. Like we have some of the folks that you were were diehard loyalists to the to the pot audio show, um, and they were very upset that we started doing a video show. <laughs> Simply. Does we weren't catering it just to that, but we still make it available as an audio podcast Those guys sound like gatekeepers, right? It's, <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. I mean, either that—that's what we're doing to try and keep this thing growing and keep this thing at least profitable enough to keep itself going. Like, like again, we're we're not in this to make money, but it's nice to be able to make enough money to cover our expenses.
0: Bingo, especially yeah. for the inevitable. Let's say there's a Blu-ray release of the entire show. You <laughs> know. Right i don't yeah, see a that patreon for that would be very nice
1: <laughs> but you know pod Podbean has its its monthly charges and and uh and mm-hmm, there's other, 300 other, a year <laughs> right, there's <laughs> other maintenance costs Plus and, and,
0: film equipment and uh updates and inevitable blunders in the road you know right, for when your uh, car breaks down <laughs>
1: the professional stream yard software is 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 a cost and so we've, we've got we're, yeah. we're we're lucky enough to to have a few patrons and, and enough ad revenue. Let's say there's a
0: guest that has a, you know, $400, you know, hourly session that yeah. is going to add up. I'm we, not saying go that far, but
1: you know, we, we usually don't go with those. That's, That's good.
0: That's a good idea. I, but, we're, uh, I, yeah. we're, not,
1: we're not a big enough show for that, for that to happen, but <laughs> truth, truthfully, it's um uh, we've never really like people, we haven't encountered that a whole lot. We've, we've done interviews in the past. We haven't so much since we've been to video. Uh, mostly who we talk to are, are folks who were uh, doing independent projects and, and things like that. That's good. But we, you know, we, we did a, a we have a, a pretty deep library of talking to voice actors and, and animators and, and writers and, and a whatnot. lot of them
0: are on social media. It is really yeah. surprising.
1: And not a, not a single one of them ever asked for a dime. So um, right? maybe, maybe it's because we we're talking about GI Joe and that's not where big money is in pop culture right now, but whatever. <laughs> what can you do well
0: so that's awesome so i will have to invite you on for an exclusive gi joe movie sit down
1: <laughs> uh, movie sit down that'll be tough right that'll be yeah, tough.
0: It'll pretty much be fuck fuck fuckity fuck fuck fuck
1: yeah, yeah that's uh, well, that's...
0: but we can talk about the animated movie as well
1: oh well I, that that's still i have my issues there too but anyways Anyways, yeah, that's fine. And I, I, I will say this: I will take any GI Joe movie over any Transformers movie. Um,
0: <laughs> that you know, is it's also cool. fair. That is sound that checks out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. either way, man, this has been a delight because this is exactly the kind of pleasant sit down we were going for. In that, this is a straightforward chat.
1: A and meander through the garden.
0: Yeah, we meandered for about 10 <laughs> minutes on your deal, but that's fine. You know, it's just, uh, it's yeah. already taken its course and we've already, much like what you discuss on a daily basis, or let's just say monthly, more realistically, you know, it resonates with you. And this band, The Talking Heads, kind of just resonated with us just because very few disagreeable factors. Like, it's just, even if you're easily nitpicky or stuck up about certain things. <laughs> it's just like it you someone who is just very vague probably won't like this and it's also i have yet to encounter again any talking head fan who is just i don't know pools a pretentious filmmaker equivalent of you just don't get it you know i i don't think i've ever seen anyone who's just like it seems like they're pretty chill david burns pretty chill It's all just a natural rhythm.
1: Right. 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 They talk. With With their heads.
0: Yes, with their heads. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's a good place to stop. (laughs) So, Mr. Irizarry, where can we find you on social media?
1: Well, the easiest places to find me are are through the What's On Joe Mind channels uh we are on youtube uh you can search us uh at w-o-j-m don't send him, him only on fans links <laughs> right well i mean i don't it's up to me to click on them and i just won't um but uh <laughs> that sounds like a disclaimer <laughs> i'm not
0: W-O-J-M, saying i won't not <laughs>
1: I'm just w-o-j-m what's on joe mind on 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 youtube we are live every friday night at nine or most fridays at nine um nine eastern it is me it is uh uh, the honcho Mark Weber, who is a former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. Oh, nice. And, uh, and uh, Joe Colton, who is uh, a, a the the queen of G.I. Joe cosplay. And that's my brother, my, my brother Rob serves as our comic book expert because that's oh, my God, that's his thing. He's forgotten more about comic books than I've ever known. Um, <sighs> he's honest to God, he's an encyclopedia. Like it's one of those where, yeah, maybe maybe we could go get a a more documented expert but we we know we got our guy
0: everyone someone who's seen (laughs) every episode a dozen times but again you know it's just you like having all those different voices in the room and the different perspectives because you know i don't know people seem to think this there's this dilemma of you know you either don't know it at all or know it all and it's like you can be an in-betweener is like hey i know about the producers and animators i don't know about the voice actors you know is this there's so many different perspectives to what you know so right right and,
1: and uh, we are there usually in some combination of the four of us uh it's it's fairly rare that you catch all four of us on the same episode but it did happen <laughs> it Happened last week knock on wood uh we are also on facebook again same name w o j m what's on joe mind we are at w o j m podcast on twitter we are at what's on Joe mind on Instagram. Uh, we are at what's on Joe mind on TikTok. Um So yeah, if it, some, some permutation of either the initials or what's on Joe mind will, will bring you to us. So that that's, that's the best plug I can, I can get. I congratulate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Uh, absolutely. I'm just glad we could schedule this on short notice and just take it off. Easiest NASA launch ever.
1: (laughs) We'll return after these messages.
0: Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games and even music new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, Yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, For instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. No, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, Nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment... Is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to. Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, Give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say, Breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at Breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever
0: find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win Show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world, and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games.
1: We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah,
0: <laughs> not true, Ray.
1: In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop vs. Terminator, and even the
0: Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast Now back to the feature presentation.
1: Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.